You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. What were you just talking about? Wondering if I have a hair growing out of my nose. And I said I have lots of hairs in my nose. I shaved them out with my razor. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the before the after, directly before the after the show discussion. And you can just imagine, if you will, me sitting here trying to figure out if I do have a hair going out of my nose because something is driving me crazy. You do. I, can I don't. See it. You wouldn't see it anyway. Be blonde because I am, as they say, one hundred percent naturally blonde. Anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. It's Halloween tomorrow. Um, so we're going to celebrate with the horrific movie. Was it horrific? Like, in some people's eyes, it probably is. Was it to you? No. Uh, I'm not discussing this movie. Anyway, before we go, before <laughs> we go on to the... Uh, that was just a joke. Before we go on to the movie we're going to be reviewing today, um, do you, what's your favourite horror movie of all time? There are different categories, but if you're saying what movie would I put in that has some element of creeping the shit right out of me, it would be The Exorcist. Uh, Mine is The Exorcist. There's no doubt about it. There are others I enjoy more. I was thinking the other day what are my favorite horror movies. And if I, like a top five or whatever, it would be... I would be prepared if you had told me this. I would have made my own list. No, I'm just just quickly off the top of my okay. head. It would be... The Exorcist would be one of them. Evil Dead 2 would be another one. Um, the Fly would be one. Mm. Obviously, um, it's, it's hard to have a top five because I would say... George Romero's zombie movies. I see them as one thing, so yeah. George Romero's zombie That's what I'm movies. saying. There are like different types of horror movies that take like... like the, Well, we'll talk about it later, but old ones have a whole different category to me. Exorcist is the overriding... The Shining. Drive me crazy in my mind, freaks me out, inside and out... And it's a lovely movie, and it's sol- It's like quality, and it resonates all my life, and probably always will. So, but then there are goofy ones that I just dig, and I'll one of them's my recommendations. I'll get to later. Yeah, like Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, yeah, is a good one, and it's just goofy, really. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, Evil Dead Two is goofy. Texas also. Chainsaw Massacre, horrific, but Texas not. Chainsaw Massacre resonates. It's creepy, a lot. and Hills Have Eyes, the original or the new one. I think both the new one's them. better than the original. Hills Have Eyes. I think it creeped me out. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think it's better. It's I think a little they, bit comic-y there. Yeah, but I think point, it's but. one of those um, movies where they improved and took the original concept a little bit further than the original really did. Yeah. You know? Because the original's just... Essentially, like, it, the, the idea's fairly small. It's cannibals, right? Small mm-hmm. idea. The, the new one... They took the idea further than that. I mean, then you have, and it, and you have an worked. explanation. Yeah. Then you have horror things that aren't horror movies, but they're horrific, like Deliverance, where you've got the. It's horrific, but it's not a horror genre movie that I'm aware of. Um, no. No. It's just. It's just hostile. Gets in you. Hostile is horrific. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, horror esque. Horror. Yeah. I think we can agree. We both like. Uh, and then there are the really terrible... Freddy Krueger. No, like, like uh, Faces of Death and shit like that. That's just pure horrorific. <laughs> that have no... Anything. Like Cannibal Holocaust. It's just horrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I never liked Cannibal Holocaust, and a lot of people love it. But I never liked it because of all the animal cruelty in it. Because I think it's, like, totally unnecessary. And, you know, the director did admit they, they killed loads of animals just to get a cool shot. I've never seen it, so I don't know. It, it's most... I mean, it's a cannibal movie. But yeah. there's a lot of animals getting killed. For shock value. For shock value. Pigs getting the intestines ripped out while they're alive. That kind of shit. Oh. It just ruins the movie. Now, apparently, the director recently has recut his movie and removed all the animal violence because he, he didn't even agree with it. It was the producer who wanted it all in there in the 70s, back in the 70s when it was kind of acceptable to do that. I like that about you, that you don't like animal cruelty. No, I think it's horrible. I don't want to watch that. You, know? you don't just not want to watch it. You hope that it hadn't happened. Correct. And, you know, it doesn't excuse this director to go back and remove it. I mean, it doesn't yeah. excuse that you it and let it happen. You can't undo that, but... I mean, at least he's doing something. Did he to... go vegan or something? or did he just... No, he just always, it always bothered him. And the producer was the one who said, this has to be more shocking. That would make it shocking. So, And that probably is what made people... Yeah, I think so. Out. I mean, there are some horrible human killing scenes, but the animal cruelty always sticks What do you think mind. is an appropriate age to start putting in people's minds... Images of in horror movies, images anything Freddy Krueger movie, Halloween, anything where you're getting a knife to the brain. Or <gasps> you think that's appropriate? That's when I watched. It. I know, but that does that make it appropriate? No, it's not appropriate. No. So probably about fourteen, maybe. I think you can handle it then. Because the big question is, do we ever need that shit in our minds? Now I started watching horror movies when I was ten or eleven. Uh, as did you? But that doesn't mean I should have. No. Anyway, that's uh, five minutes of Halloween talk. <laughs> We're moving on to the show. Uh, Sunday, October the 30th, the night before Hallow's Eve. You know, Jennifer's body wasn't bad either. I have to <laughs> Jennifer's body wasn't bad. No. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you know what I'm looking at? You've got one hair that's like poking right up. It's really funny. I'll leave it. <laughs> All right, so is this that your is... your costume? The yeah, disheveled is my podcast. So this is Sunday, October the 30th, 2011. This is after the show number 196. What date did you say? October the 30th, 2011. <laughs> That's correct. Um, I said it three times. <laughs> after the show, 196. The movie we're looking at this week is the horrific Green Lantern. <laughs> Don't say it like that, because that's not what you mean. No, I'm just saying uh, I'm, I'm, it's a joke. Because yeah, we should have done a horror you movie, review but it. My, yeah, we planning, have. my planning went awry. Yeah, it was really shitty, and I just realized, I'm like, why have we I not didn't even realize it was Halloween. Oh, bullshit. Wait, I know, I didn't this for week. The la- I thought it was next week. This, for all of the month of October, you didn't know it was coming. I did, but I never, I didn't, it didn't. I'm saying for all of October every year, we should do all Halloween stuff. Well, it never works like that. So, anyway, year of release yeah, for this movie. This is a thing. summer movie, uh, 2011. 2011. Very movie. appropriate for the season. Um, the DVD release, Blu-ray release, was on the 14th of October, and we're sorry we're a little bit late on this one, but FedEx kept this package for about 12 days. Oh, is this with, the one? Without telling me. Yeah. And why? Because our new driver thought, for some reason, it needed to be on hold, and they kept it there, and no one called or left a note or anything. So we were supposed to review this two weeks ago, but we only just got it. So, um, sorry about that. Uh, this is a PG-13 movie. We watched the extended cut, which is actually unrated, but not unrated for the reason of... Unratedness. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the tagline for this movie is, In brightest day, in blackest night. 
and it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. We looked at the DVD Blu-ray combo pack, and you're going to tell us what this movie is all about. Green Lantern is... It's the second comics. Green movie of this year. Yeah, it is. Um, it's... The, the story of the Green Lanterns is that they oversee the safety and security and the well-being of all the universe, and that there's a ring that's been forged for each of them, and when one of them dies... One from every planet. Uh, not just every planet, every sector of every universe, mm-hmm. from what I understood. And there are 3,600 from every sector, and blah, blah, blah. I think. They went through it pretty quick, but I think I got it. They did it go through it really quick. Yeah. But I grasped the concept, and I really enjoy the concept, actually, but I'll get to that in a minute. And now... When one dies, the ring has to find somebody else to take its place in that sector. It sounds like Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> no, oh, there isn't one ring. You don't go invisible. There's that's more the than only, one ring. That's the only difference, yeah, really, in the stories. It's less walking, invisible. more flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're a Clerks Two fan, you'll know uh-huh. what that means. Walking, 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 and uh, that's it. The Green Lantern ring finds its new host. Hal Jordan. In your Jason, what's his face replacement? Let me tell you that there's like six in the comic books. There is six different Green Lanterns. Hal Jordan was one from the '60s to the '70s, I believe. They chose him as the one, but he's not in the '60s. For our so. sector, where Earth, the sector. But there's been Earth different ones throughout the comic. Oh, there would, wouldn't it? Because when correct. one dies, correct. someone correct. has to replace them. Yeah. Okay, that's it, really. So. Green kind Lantern. of the origin story of... It is the origin story of Green Lantern. Um, Hal's Green Lantern. So I um, didn't really have any expectations for the Green Lantern, apart from I knew it was a DC Comics franchise. I don't know the Green Lantern story. I never read the comic book. I'm not familiar with it at all. And we watched the Green Hornet earlier this year, and I was familiar with that one because I'd seen the TV show. But this one, nothing. The trailer I saw showed him put his arms out... The suit came on him, and he goes, what does he say? Yeah, right? Or something like that. You know that saying that Mm. people do? And uh, I wanted to reach through the TV and thump him on the head. And then thump every person who thinks that's cool on the head. And that made me not want to see it. So that was my only impression, and I just sort of let that go. So, um, yeah, the concept of the thing, the way this movie starts is really... It's a lot to take in, yeah. first off. It's pretty epic. And it's epic. It's, uh, um, what I'm getting at here is... We've seen a lot of superhero movies over the last several years. And this one, to me, is very different to those. It's a different concept. It knocks a few of the... I mean, yes, it does have some of the um, tropes of a normal superhero movie. Bad guy, good guy. Yeah, yeah. But it knocks a lot of that shit on the head. And... You know, it knocks the shit of him um, having a disguise and his girl. It knocks yeah. that on the head immediately. Like, the, well, y- y- the girl needs to know who he is. It doesn't matter about all this, in, you know, Spider-Man. Don't know who he is, don't know who he is. But there's a lot of things. It doesn't just take place on our Earth. It goes into space. It goes all over the place. There's this baddie that is one of the best baddies I've ever seen because it's really good. it's a... I can't even say... Remind me of the fifth element. You know, the blackness yeah, that's like just coming. Yeah, like, just this thing. Or um, like, oh. a never-ending story. Like, just this doom that's coming. Or Armageddon just... I mean, Armageddon, we, the, the rock is almost... The asteroid in Armageddon is almost a character in itself, because every time we see it, it's got this weird looming 
thing, like this black trail behind it and mm. stuff. And that always freaked me out because I think it's coming. Like, there's nothing we can do. And the same with this. Yeah. It, there's nothing we can do if it comes. It's this thing that can swallow Does everybody the realize we're just floating around in space? Does anyone con- grasp the concept? Well, yeah. We are vulnerable, vulnerable to these big bad guys at any time. So we big, watched the extended big floating clouds of evil could be coming at us at any time. Correct. We watched the extended cut of this movie, and um, the ex- the extra nine minutes take place at the beginning of the film. And I think that the extra nine minutes I've seen exactly what scenes were the extra oh, yeah. nine minutes actually make this film better because it starts with a origin story of um, Hal as a child, um, told in this. You know, when was it? Nineteen Yeah, but it's told in this. It's almost Steven Spielberg-y kind of mm-hmm. the the Goonies, Stand by Me. It's like this romantic, you know, fathers a hero. Yeah, very. Kids, kids look up to the fathers, you know. And um, I liked how that was all t- all told out. Um, it's quite emotional that part, but I don't think it. The movie itself, after that part... Yeah, it didn't carry on with that. It got very comic booky. It did. The movie itself is more comic book... Um, and... Very comic booky. Very. I mean, as in, like, you have to suspend everything. Absolutely. Because it gets crazy. I mean, it's not... Even Spider-Man's crazy, but it's not. It's kind of grounded you in... You feel like it's grounded, yeah. Yeah, I this mean, is not grounded. Cause... Even when he's hanging from a bridge and saving... But it yeah. still has an element of... Like... I mean, this is not grounded. He can be picked up in a green ball and taken to, my, to another planet. A galaxy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get behind that stuff. And that's why I actually admired about it, that it was different to everything else. And it seemed to take risks. Like, it, it seemed to... Yeah. It seemed to, like... You know, as a viewer, you just have to go, oh, this is a superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. He's flying into space now. Keep reminding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, it should be seamless and you shouldn't feel that urge. But I did a lot. And so I don't know if that's a There are things about it I didn't like. Me too. I'm not saying I love this Screen Lantern movie. But I did have fun. But there were things... I got a little bit bored, to be honest. The last third kind of... Lost me a little, but I just hung in there. The last word was very just what I expected. Yeah. Hollywood, like how they always tie movies up. There was, for all the surprises it had in the first two Absolutely. P- parts and how different it was from everything else, it just turned up to, you know when we I make fun of like a baddie <laughs> like Sherlock Holmes falls off a bridge or some the way of baddie dies falls off something oh, this one was good though in that case it was but it almost was going that way and I was like you know yeah I know what you mean yeah and it was it just felt very the end you're right the last third felt very well this is obviously what's going to happen and what I thought happened was happened there was no surprise um but I mean it's a superhero movie it redeems itself how many superheroes lose yeah and it redeems itself, though, in some of the, you know... I don't like the flippy dialogue. I don't like... I didn't like the kind of really ropey CGI a lot of times. It really distracted me a lot. I like the fact. suit, to be honest. I didn't. I did. And that really bugged me. Then once you don't like it, imagine that every little flaw... It's just like, oh, just put a rubber suit on him, please, because I hate the CGI. It's no, driving me crazy. It. I had to divert my eyes sometimes. I didn't see any... 
irregularities with it. Oh, it but looked... there were loads of times when like his head was floating wrong and right, the, so the body was like too skinny to the rest well, of him. Well, that's what he was and... supposed to be. No, I mean actually, out of proportionate times, and it really once you don't like it, unfortunately, then you just start. You know, it's like you don't hear the dog barking down the street, and then if I go, oh god, that dog's driving me crazy, and all of a sudden you hear the dog barking. That's how it was. I was fine, and then the couple of times I'm like, oh no no, just ignore it, ignore the part, it. The the special effects that bugged me, and they weren't really CGI, <laughs> was Peter Sarsgaard's head. Just I liked it. I don't mean when even when he transformed. I mean at first when it's just Peter Sarsgaard with a, a strange haircut. Um, he was too old for yes. his character. Oh and my it, god! And it looked odd. And I, in fact, I don't know the story. Look at Ryan Reynolds' age because yeah. they're all the same age. And the girl. Yeah, and then look at him. It's like okay, yeah. fair enough. He's been stuck in a room being a scientist all his yeah, life. So he He's aged nerd. quicker. Or something. So he ages like yeah, twenty. But years I was looking faster. at him and I was like, I don't know the story of this, but something's going to happen to his head because <laughs> his head even looks funny now. That's not PSI's guy. Something's going on with his head. And when he did turn into like the Elephant Man, almost. <laughs> I was like, I told you, I, I almost that he's I almost yelled it at the screen. Like, I, I knew his head was going to go funny because his head's funny to start with. Because Why wasn't it just Peter Sarsgaard at first with I no know. weird head? Why not just look like he's... A so that bothered me. It really bothered me that he was supposed to be Tim Robbins' son. Yes, and that, that Tim Robbins, the only way to make him look older was to put white hair on yes. him. And then <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard looks like he could be his... Peter Sarsgaard's I mean, like, not Tim Robbins' age, I'm assuming. He's probably ten years younger than Tim Robbins, right? Uh, maybe more. I'd say I mean, Tim, Tim Robbins, Robbins is older than we think. T- I'm thinking Tim Robbins is But as represented in this movie, when they're all 12 years old together. Yeah, it's wrong. And then they're all, now we're talking how many years later? 20 years later. Even to me, the girl looks younger than Ryan Reynolds. Oh, way younger. Um, and Ryan Reynolds, obviously... Um, Peter Sarsgaard looks like 20 years older than Ryan Reynolds and then Tim now, Robbins looks younger than yeah it's wrong the unfortunate thing is that th- that we're talking about it extensively and that you're thinking about it in the movie now these are some of the things that I talk about when I'm watching a movie if I'm wrapped up in the distraction that means something's wrong with the movie that I'm not it's not whole, now I really like the the premise of it. I really love the concept that out in the in the universe somewhere is a a, a band or a what's it called like a group of. They're like the police. That, They're like the super galactic police. They they keep right law to ward in off the universe, evil. Yeah. Right, and I like that concept. I think that's really really um, overwhelming. Almost the the idea of it, and that there are beings in every sector of the, every um, galaxy. Oh, the elders up on the perches, like the yeah. Like the, that was that was more like oh, it's straight out of the comic book. To yeah, me. it was, and I liked that idea. I liked the idea of they consult and they. It's not a. They're not superheroes who go go sort that out quick. It's all thought about, all pre-planned. Like, like the guy says, yeah, yeah, they mention even you know as immortals. The existence or the safety of one planet can't be our priority if it doesn't help protect everyone always, and so. Now, an- another problem I had here was... Um, there Are we, we're going to cover all the problems, then oh, we'll cover the good There stuff. wasn't enough... Um, you know when you find a superpower in a movie? Such as he finds the ring, puts it on, and then realises he has a bit of a bar fight and realises he can... There wasn't enough of... It wasn't letting... a bar fight, but that's okay. Yeah, it was, it was outside the back of the bar. 
What I mean is, he came out of the bar and it was then a parking lot fight. What have you got? A roadhouse fight or whatever. Anyway, um, like on Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Never seen it. Well, they go around the back and they beat each other up. Or they beat each other up in the bar, <laughs> whatever. Um, so he, he realizes his powers. Well, he never has the. He, they never do a montage or even just a fun, because they are the best parts of these movies when Spider-Man's learning his powers. He doesn't really. Well, he does learn his powers, but. He goes to the in other, the moment. He goes yeah. to the planet. You know, he's sucked up into the planet. Well, there you go. That's how. That's there. I don't like version. it very much. I didn't. I, I wanted him to. I wanted humans to see and interact. And he does do an elaborate thing, and it ties in with the um, yeah with the slot car thing. But um, there wasn't enough of that for me. It was like I've got the power. I know how to use it. The shit is the fan. I, I use my powers. So there wasn't enough of a warm up. You know, and this. You could say, uh, they'll probably make another one of yeah, these. Yeah, but what you like about this movie being different, you're asking it to now be just like all the others. No, I'm just talking about it's different in a lot of ways. Um, and you don't so like the, that one. Imagine, I imagine if I read a lot of comics back in the day when this came out, the 50s or whatever, I read a lot of comics. This one would be very different. But there again, like, Aquaman is quite different. Um, they never made the movie of that yet, right? There are different ones. That'd be awesome. But then, I always like Aquaman. But then there are a bunch that just follow the same kind of. They all do. Stereotypical. It's just thing. This one, they're in different places. So I mean, it's quite different to other stuff. Hmm. That's why I liked Watchmen. It's a very different take on superhero to me. You know. Yeah. It's just different. It's uh, you know, it's not your straight up um, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. That kind of thing. I don't know what you call that. It's a and as I always like to point out, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They're not superheroes, but there's something about them, and I love that movie. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, Kickass. They're not superheroes. No, but they're portraying superheroes. Whereas League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it's just a whole different. Oh God, love that movie. I need to watch. So that. um, yeah, it, this was a bit of hit or miss for me, but I didn't absolutely hate it, and a lot of people did. I heard nothing but bad stuff about it when I read. Me too. Well, I just went to IMDb looking at the uh, trivia, and there was a lot of people saying, you know, this was one of the worst movies of the year, people said. But no, I disagree with that completely. I feel like one of the problems with it for me is it doesn't tip the balance one way or the other of being extra cheeky and cutesy and like we're we're here and we can appeal to the 10, 12-year-olds but with enough bang for adults and it then it doesn't go the other way and go no we're just mostly going to be like a hellboy kind of movie where we're mostly here for the adults but kids can kind of watch and everything will go over their heads it tries to skirt both of those with sort of the deep issues of the father and the son and then there's not enough of one or the other i want it to either be all campy or all serious with just the little dibbles of each but it tries to be too much of both i also felt that it flicked back and forth um, I felt scenes felt choppy, like we're here, yeah. we're there, we're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, some like, of them did. Or like, here's his friend, you're never going to see his friend again. Here, it doesn't here's even his matter. family, and here's now his they're family. gone. Never wrap up the family. I mean, there's nothing to wrap up. It's, but but you see the family once, you never see them again. You see his friend twice, you don't see him again. It's Do you like, feel like it's the kind that got edited from the boardroom kind of thing? They like send their flashier, less they send the... their daily edits to the executives, and they go, "Oh, how about if we punch this up and we take away this thirty seconds, and we don't need to see the kid again?" And you know, I feel like it's that, and less of a the love interest thing was just so bland and generic. Absolutely, 
Even yeah. though I like her, but... It's just... It was boring, though, right? I mean, yeah. it wasn't... I, you know... It's There's just no a, guts to a it. A girl he's known all his life, and... But she, then I always hated Peter Parker's girlfriend. Always. Yeah. Mary Jane. Is that her name? Ugh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seemed rough. I always want the girlfriend to meet a demise of some kind. It's, and that then would fuel the anger in the superhero to further, you know... That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Kill the girlfriend. <laughs> but not if she's your wife. If she's a wife, don't kill her. If she's a girlfriend, kill her. I was thinking, no, Daredevil didn't do that, did they? She just disappeared. Yeah, she just disappeared. <laughs> and then made a really bad yeah. movie. <laughs> and married, uh, what's his, married him. She yeah. went away and married the So, yeah, I think, I think it was choppy. Um, just, it, I just felt like it was thrown together a bit in the middle. Because it just felt like, and it, and it also gets to the point really quick quickly like the the thing coming the, yeah. the impending doom it just seemed to all happen too quickly and the not I mean I don't think we spoil anything but the actual resolution of that situation was very yeah. um, anticlimactic to me it was just like I felt like this movie was getting the, ready for a franchise like, yeah yeah I totally did. like a trailer for a franchise Almost but like I we, didn't dislike it all so I don't want to make it sound like it's really shitty it's just that it's not shitty if you like superhero stuff I think you'll like it I was entertained more by what I thought about it than what I saw like I'm entertained by the concept from the comics and I started thinking more about it. I would love to read the comics about this and the whole of the galaxy. I want to see stories away from Earth. I want to see these Green Lanterns, you know, um, and, and doing sure good do all over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that part I'm entertained by, but that's not attributable to the movie. This is very specifically, I also read, a comic book run that they did of Green Lantern. They just took the story from the comic book. They didn't really adapt it. Right. Like, they wanted to be very true to this thing. The only thing they changed was the time period, like, to make it modern. So Hal's coming of was this. Yeah. Uh, in the book. Yeah. Same in the book. Yeah, they, they wanted to stay true, which I get. and that It is feels good... very comic booky, and then yeah, I, I do admire that, because you feel like, if I was reading this in a comic book, and he is um, just had a fight in the street... And then, boom, this green ball is around him. And then, boom, he's on another planet. I can see that in the comic book. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm reading in a comic book, I'm there. Seeing it in the movie, it kind of... you got to work at it, you know? So, so um, moving on to the cast here. Ryan Reynolds plays uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Um, I didn't dislike him, and I generally dislike him. But I thought he has enough charm, and um, he's fun to watch, I thought. He's obviously have to have a decent. Sometimes you have to have a decent physique to be. Um, not really. They sell CGI. <laughs> he is, but uh, <laughs> that is not a... his body. What about when he's on the thing and it's nude? You. Like, I'm sure he's got a lot of touch-ups. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, come on. Um, well, anyway, I, th- I thought he was all right. I I thought I find he was him charming, un- unimaginably bland. Did you? This person, Would I just rather have had somebody else. I don't know. I like. I want to take away the cheeky one-liner shit. There wasn't that tons was, of that. Well, I think once you once it annoys you, you find there is a lot and a lot of the too much charm. Then too much of that, you know. And I want to cut that and be more serious. And that's part of the character. He's irresponsible. Everybody thinks he's an asshole, and now he needs to be mature. So I get it. It's part of his character. But then exactly. it's the same character he plays in every other movie. So um, 
Blake Lively or Lively plays Carol Ferris. She's like the love interest slash. Well, she's much. She's more than. She, yeah. Like a lot of these things, she. There's a focal point around mm-hmm. her. Um, I liked her. Yeah. Um, she didn't have a lot to do though. Does yeah, she? character-wise, she goes from being what you think is going to be like this tough modern tough, yeah. kind of chick, and to then not. she just. Oh, you're a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's literally really tough. The first scene we see her in, you're like, wow, this girl's going to give him a run for his money. And then she's literally like, kiss me. You know, it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah, I didn't... That was detachment for me, too. I mean, it wasn't her fault, so I didn't mind No, but the the character was badly... um, like oh have we forgot she's tough <laughs> yeah exactly because now she just wears lipstick and like goes, looks oh, beautiful kiss me um, yes but she was good Peter Sarsgaard plays Hector Hammond um, aside from the head what they did with his head and I'm, I'm saying you know when they really did his head the worst stage of his head I like that it looks really there was the stages horrible. before I wasn't keen on because I was like See, his head's gonna his head's gonna grow <laughs> but I like Sarsgaard I find him intense and he's intense in this. And I like what he does. I would like them to have left him bald. Instead yes. of having that. Then he would look younger. And then they could make And the he could head still look like a professor or a scientist Although, with a bald Although, as you look in the movie, you're thinking that looks like it should have been a drawing yes. of a bad guy. And it was. Because it's right out of the comic book. It so. is. It, no fault again to the actor. No, just, worse in the, in the comic book, the head gets way bigger yeah. than, than Peter It has to be in a wheelchair or something. Yeah, with like so big. struts <laughs> yeah. propping it up. Like, um... And then Mark Strong plays Sinestro. Sinestro? Sinestro. Sinestro. Like Sinister? Yeah. <laughs> I like Mark Strong, and I knew it was Mark Strong from the second... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't not tell it's him from the voice. Those teeth and that yeah. jaw. He's uh, really good. He's uh, always a bad guy. Pretty much. I mean, we're not ruining anything. His name gives it away. His name is Sinestro. <laughs> um, yeah, he's good. He's good. Again, he doesn't have tons to do. He kind of he stands. He talks a lot. He stands in a CG set, though. He's got a lot of lines. And he does, yeah, and he, yeah, he does have a lot of talking. But what I'm saying is, the action scenes don't really involve him. It's it, all CGI buys, but they did him. Yeah, it's just that you don't see them doing them. Um, that was my least favorite part. I think two least favorite parts were heading up to the resolution of the whole thing and him training. I felt it was really lame. I, you know, I really loved at the beginning. Well, I don't remember the guy's name. The one, the guy who dies at the begin- the first one we see, the Aaron Sin or something like the that. battle when he's in his ship, and yeah, it, and it's coming at him, and he's like trying to escape, getting into all these different, and then he, and then when he crashes on Earth, I, I love that character. I, I, I was like, wow, this is a cool. Let's have character. more of him. And then they just yeah. delete him. Basically. Let's have more of his kind. Yeah, I liked him, and I liked his. You know, wow, this thing's huge and he's fighting it. You know, it's it, his sector of the universe he's patrolling. He comes across And then you don't get the vibe until later when Sinestro just sort of says it that there is no warrior like him. Right. I would like a movie just uh, about him. Obviously the comics <laughs> covered his story yeah. in detail, but this movie covers his story in, in no way at all. It's just... Because like, you could get him out of the way to get his replacement. He's a pawn for the rest of the story, isn't he? So, and that, I felt like there's a shame because... You know, if this does go into a franchise, maybe they'll go back before or whatever, but probably yeah. won't really, they'll carry on. And sure, you'll never see his thing. Um, and Tim Robbins plays Hammond. I think it sucks that we talk about movies in terms of franchise now. I want to just stab somebody in the eyeball for it, because it's fucked up. We shouldn't think about a movie as part of a series. You should never. I don't give a shit what well, it is. It shouldn't. None of them. There shouldn't be, oh, well, we're going to see more of these, and now we're getting... Act- Even I do it. 
oh, I feel like this is the beginning of something. It shouldn't be. It's a film, right? It's a film. It's not... Uh, I mean, if this me didn't nuts. do so well, we might not get ever get That's what I'm one. saying, though. That shouldn't even be part of the conversation. I don't give a shit. If it does well, it that's it. It's the end of it, or it's... That it is what it is. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Tim Robbins is Hammond. Mm, I mean, it's just Tim Robbins being Tim Robbins with grey hair. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nothing. He's an special. ambitious father nothing who special. doesn't appreciate his nerdy son. And now, this is directed by Martin Campbell, who um, also directed uh, a couple of my favourite James Bond movies. Uh, first one being Goldeneye, and the second one being Casino Royale. Um, the new um, Casino Royale. Uh, he also directed um, The Mask of Zorro with Antonio Banderas. And never uh, seen that one yet. It's good. I've got it on DVD. It's I've good. heard. Um, so yeah, I like Martin. Um, I like him. I, I really like him. And uh, he's not doing this new Bond movie. I felt like there were lots of shots that I could see had been drawn or could be drawn, where it's like super close-ups. Remember one time when it comes up on. Uh, Reynolds' face, and you're right under his chin, and right here where his face fills the entire screen, like his nostrils and everything. And I thought that totally looks like a graphic from, and I, he did it like several times, yeah, like seven or eight times on different characters where they're off to the left, but they're really close up, and I really like that. And that's why I think if one thing on this movie, it does stay true to comic books. But then you could probably ask fans of the Green Lantern comic book, and they'll tell you this is dog shit. I'm, yeah, of course. Uh, so, oh no, they did not. They did nothing for us. Of course. Yeah, you know. So who knows? Um, So um, DVD or Blu-ray extras? If you're really a fan of a comic, you shouldn't want it to be a movie. No, I guess not, because they're going to ruin it. Probably. I mean, no, I don't mean that. I mean, you're a fan of the comic, so you shouldn't want it to be a movie. So this um, Blu-ray is the extended cut. And it uh, features... It's got, oh, if, you, if you're into Batman Arkham City, the new game I mentioned the other week, you get a free um, code for the Sinestro Core Batman skin. Do you get Now it? it makes sense. Well, no, because it's the PS3 version, I have the 360 <laughs> version. But um, now it makes sense why they would have a... What this skin is. It's the mm. Sinestro... So, it, you know, it ties into this movie. Um, so, yeah, you get an access code for the skin... And, those skins and that's are, called cross-promotion, kids. Those skins are about $3 normally, so you get one of those. Um, this movie um, contains a ma- the Warner Brothers patented maximum movie mode, which I actually really like. It's like... Um, it is good. They've done it... On, they did it on Watchmen. They did it on Sucker Punch. It's... Um, they didn't deprive us of it just because we didn't buy the 3D No, it's picture-in-picture, picture, behind the scenes, and it runs all the way through the movie. You get lots of stuff. And this one's hosted by the writer of the comic itself, the it new is. version And he of goes the around interviewing different people who worked on the movie. That's which good. Is cool. Um, so you've got that. And that, that actually also um, contains picture-in-picture picture commentary, eight featurettes, character bio, gallery storyboards. There's also a 20-minute documentary, The Universe According to the Green Lantern, which explains from comic book to movie. There's, this is interesting, Justice League number one, the digital comic, so it's nine minutes long, it's like a motion comic, you can see the whole of Justice League number one. Um, Justice um, League. Uh, deleted scenes, not very good, there was a, three of them I think, yeah. I don't like any of them really, one of them wasn't finished properly, or two of them weren't finished properly. Uh, one of them I, I said to you, I think that should have been in the movie, one that kind of, ta- when he goes to see his little yeah. nephew, or is it nephew? Yeah. 
a kind of tie up on that when I said to you he goes to see his nephew in this movie and then you never see his nephew again it's like completely forgotten about well it would have been come back on if you would have seen this and but I then like the that could have been like okay we know he's got a family that he cares about we don't need to be reminded so it's kind of and we weren't ways. reminded because <laughs> like um, no I'm not comparing but I'm saying what you're talking about is you know Peter Parker we are we are always reminded of the aunt and the uncle and the father you know yeah. the dead parents or whatever uh, I'm the relation to his yeah the the father and the mother their murder I mean, you just keep getting reminded so it becomes like part of that character this one it's like he's got a family that's it <laughs> now he's in charge of making sure the entire planet is safe so why would he care about just his stupid little nephew and this also <laughs> has the um, ultraviolet digital copy which is interesting to note because I went and plugged in the um code into the ultraviolet site and not only do you get the the um digital copy of green lantern you get a full length one hour and 33 minute and it only just came out on blu-ray um digital copy of the animated um movie that just came out which i was kind of surprised because when i plugged the code in and two movies popped up i was like wow that's uh, it doesn't mention yeah, that anyway watch that um, so that is kind of cool. It's, I think it's an origin story, but in animated form. Do I have my own login for that? Yeah. Right. So you can so watch it. You can have multiple logins to this. But it's not mentioned anywhere. So I was kind of surprised when it happened. So interesting. Because you literally get another movie that costs 20 bucks if you want to go and buy it. So I don't know if that was a mistake, but it happened when I plugged the code in, I got both. Um so that's uh, everything for... It, even though it doesn't sound like a lot of extras, it is a lot of extras because of the maximum movie mode. Do these covers look different when you put on your 3D glasses? No, it's a, this is a um, holographic... Um, it's like that one. Yeah, they're just holographic uh, ink. Um, they're nice slip covers, actually. Um, I actually like this cover a lot because it does show you a lot of the character designs. Yeah. It's not just um, yeah. him stood there. I mean, you can see... And you love that sticker right on there, don't you? <laughs> for, yeah, I don't, I'm not taking that out. Yeah, why, why do you make nice slipcovers and then stick horrible stickers? Stick the sticker on the cellophane wrap that's over the slipcover. Thank you. Or let's just not make a slipcover. Um, but yeah, it's a nice cover. Um, How many trees could be saved if we didn't make slipcovers for DVDs in this world? A lot... So, in conclusion on the um, Green Lantern extended cut. My conclusion? Yeah. Um, there are lots of other superhero movies I would entertain watching more. But it's I think because kids, of the concept. I, I, I get the feeling kids would like it a lot. Yes. I think the concept and the scope of it yeah. is really good. And it's established to me the scope of it. Universe is in danger. I don't just feel like it's a one note. I think the funniness... And the fun parts that you don't didn't really particularly the cheeky bits. I think yeah. kids would get more of a kick out of them because that kind of stuff is probably funnier to a twelve year old than it is to me. Like right? the guy who's training him is really bulky, yeah. And bulky and yeah. So I feel like it play well to kids. I, I'm not talking little kids, and because it might be a bit intense because <laughs> it does get intense. That body is pretty intense, right? Yeah. But you know, I think twelve, thirteen year old kids it probably play better to. Mm. Or fans of it. More not. Now, I don't know about that. Because fans, <laughs> yeah. fans of it might say, they really messed it up. It's nothing like what I think. So, I don't know. But I can't say I didn't enjoy it. But like you said, the third act kind of... Yeah. Kind of let... You know. 
Um, I was just thinking, out of the two green movies we saw this year, The Green Hornet and The Green Lantern, I actually like The Green Lantern better. Um, I think I like this one more. That's what I mean, this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, than The Green Hornet. And that's Hornet. not saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, The Green Hornet wasn't great, but no. I prefer this because it's a bit more outlandish than that was. You know? Yeah. And it does let you escape a bit to the, you know, the remind you of the universe, the bigness of it all. I like that. So uh, thanks to Warner Brothers for the review <laughs> copy. Next week's uh, review will be Cars 2 on Blu-ray. Um, Pixar's um, latest. We haven't done a Pixar this year, so that will be the big one. And what's the date next week oh. for the review? It'll be like the 6th of November or something like that. Plus one is what? November 7th? Next week would be the... 6th of November. Right. And that is the eve of the anniversary of my birth. So okay, just so we'll, you. we'll say happy birthday to you on the <laughs> podcast. Just telling everybody, if you're going to send stuff, this is the <laughs> week to do it. All right. So, and it's also time change next week. Correct. So um, the movie tagline fun for this week. What's movie tagline, uh, Sid Talk? <laughs> movie tagline fun is when we take a tagline from a movie and the other one has to guess what the movie is. And you can play along at home. Just pause after we say the tagline and try and guess. So, my my one to you this week is, every dream has its price. Right. Is it horror? Nope. Because I was going to say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would actually. That would have worked. Um, every dream, every dream has its price. Even though I've seen your initials, they're probably the initials of the name of the movie. I still don't know it. So what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Wall Street. Oh, I've never seen it. Doesn't matter. It you know what it's about. I can't even put that in perspective. I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. You do. I don't. I've never seen it. I only know greed. That's all I know. Even Wall Street. I mean, I know it's about money and stuff, so that one doesn't count. I don't lose a point on that one. Um, you do lose a point for for never have seen Wall Street. <laughs> you lose a point for that. Just for that alone? Yeah, yeah I mean, come on. What? I'm saving some were you, movies What were you doing during the, whenever it came out, 90s? The 80s? Early 90s. It was the 80s. Late 80s. What were you doing? Not watching the... <laughs> I was watching better movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Sixteen Candles. Um... <laughs> And well, Alien and Jaws and well, Jaws was in the seventies, but still, I was watching it in the eighties. Wall Street was one of the big, biggest ones. It didn't for appeal to me, and I don't jump on the bandwagon. What can I say? You, needed to, you need to jump on the bandwagon now, then. <sighs> anyway, movie that one re- doesn't count. Movie recommend? Uh, yes, it does. Movie recommendations for this week. Uh, I'm going with two superhero movies. My favorite superhero movie, Watchmen, and. Another superhero movie that reminds me of this movie, but an older, is the original Superman, the movie, the first one with mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve. This has a lot of sensibility of that. The bigness. Like it's just bigger than you can imagine. Yeah, like, oh my God, Superman is flying around a planet. That kind of thing. Where on this you're like, oh my God, they're flying. That's one of the best sequences of movie history. When he flies backwards and turns back time and then he gets her up out of the hole. I mean, she comes out. It's awesome. I think it has a vibe of this movie. This movie reminded me a lot of Superman, like original Superman. Obviously, not quite as janky. It's almost as a Jedi was. moment because Superman shouldn't get mad about anything, but he was like pissed off. Yeah, he was. That Lois is like falling down in this hole and dying and shit, and then he just can't cope and he's all emotional and pissed off, and then he flies around backwards, so, and then he everything goes backwards, and that's one of my favorite sequences. So, Superman ever. the movie and Watchmen. 
right. And mine are because I want to think of a movie that in this in the Green Lantern the world the theme the the idea is that your will your will to get something done in this life is bigger than your fear. Yes. Right. And so, what kind of real movie can I think of where someone's will kind of moved something forward? And Aaron Brockovich came to mind because a woman in real life saw a problem and she just really pursued it until she was able to get something positive done against a huge foe, which was a huge corporation. I'm not saying the movie's fantastic or anything, but that movie came to mind. If you want to see a real life person determined in a Hollywood way to get something done. And then, because the other day, was it yesterday? Yeah. When I was like, what can I watch on Netflix that has the horror vibe? Because I'm sick of watching horror movies now with commercials after this month. And, uh, Right on my popped up as a recommendation was Dr. Fibes Rises Again. And it's so good. It's so bad and so good at the same time. This dude, I'm telling you, it's like a fucking miracle because he has, he brings a big giant fan to the desert to like blow these tents to distract them from hearing him then putting some dude in a contraption that smashes him up and then he steals an entire sarcophagus. All under the guise of bringing a giant fan into the desert. Like, where's his power source? And then inside this mountain, he has this big, huge cavernous thing with the big, elaborate, fake band, animatronic band, and like all these... I mean, he's it's crazy, insanely, decadently awesome. I can't even describe... I mean, it's not good. A lot of the words don't match the mouths because of looping or whatever, but I mean... And he's so creepy. It creeped the shit out of me, and I, you know... So, Imagine Dr. back in those days when it was made. Dr. Fibes, well, it was the 70s, that yeah. one. Or late 60s, I don't know. Uh, Dr. Fibes Rises Again, which, of course, is a follow-up to Dr. Fibes or the something Dr. Fibes. The, the Hammer movies. Though. Yeah, the first one is him taking revenge on the doctors who didn't save his wife's life on the operating table. And he uses the seven, seven, um, is it the seven plagues of the Bible? Locusts, yes, frogs, does, yeah. and whatnot. Right. That one's traumatic enough. And then you watch this one where he just uses these crazy inventive ways of killing people. Like, the one I remembered from being a kid watching it, and I probably was 10, 11, was the guy starts goes to start the Jeep, and the thing blows out the hole, and then sand starts blowing on him. And the next thing you see is, like, a skeleton in the car. Oh, yeah. Like, it's blowing him so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything is blown off of his skeleton. Sun busted. That kind of crazy shit. So I just say, any Dr. Fibes movie, go for it. And um, and the recent, and the old, I'm going to go on a limb here and say House of Wax. The old one from 1953, and the recent one with Paris Hilton. Not recent I'm telling you, it's not great or anything, but that ending is unlike anything you've ever seen. Like an entire house melting, and them having to cope with the melting wax. Did it's you not good. that movie? What? Did you just tell us the end? Come on. <laughs> it's a horror movie called House of Wax. <laughs> There's going to be some melting going on. But those are mine. Back finish. All right, so games and Ace Coolest stuff for this week. Been playing a few games. Uh, first one is Renegade Ops, which you saw me playing yesterday. Top down. Oh, yeah. Shooting game on <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade. Reminded me of Geometry Wars, but with little. Kind of like Geometry Wars, <laughs> but with soldiers. Yeah. Um, but it's like a story. Crazy. They got like um, the voice of the buddy is. Oh, we forgot to mention the voice. One of the voices in this movie is Jeffrey Rush. It's really awesome. The character that he plays Correct. And is like a fish the... kind of alien looking guy. Really awesome. The voice of the buddy in Renegade Ops is 
Malcolm McDowell. Right. Which I didn't expect because it's it's a it's an arcade game. Um, it's really fun. It's got this leveling up mechanic, so you like it's got nine levels. So you level up from one to fifty, I think, as you go through these levels. But playing it through once isn't enough to level up your character to the top. So you want to keep coming back and doing the levels again. Plus, it's got co-op. You can play with four friends online. And all I can describe it as is like, you know, the original GTA where it's like cars from above. You can see your car. I never saw it, but... Well, any overhead, like yeah. original GTA, it's like that, but it's with lots of explosions and shooting. Like you're a Jeep with rockets on it and stuff, and you're just killing this bad guy. And there's a story, and it's like a comic book, um, like a graphic novel. That's how the cutscenes play out. So that's um, Renegade Ops. It's available on uh, 360, PS3, and it's now on PC on Steam as well. Um, I've also been playing, I mentioned this last week a little bit, but I've finished it now, Battlefield 3. Now, you saw me play Battlefield 3, actually, and finish it. I was playing the campaign last Sunday when you were sat on the couch. Um, it's fantastic looking, remember? Mm-hmm. Really fantastic looking. It looks The graphics are amazing. I can't say much for the game, though. Hmm. Um, what EA are trying to do is they realise Call of Duty is the biggest thing ever they want a piece of the pie so they want to make Battlefield Call of Duty but you can't emulate something like I can't come along and say oh I love the Dark Knight so I'm going to make something just like that because I'm not it's not going to work is it well I think that's what every superhero is after the first one came out that's what I mean but they're not nobody emulates Nobody's as good as the masterpiece, is what I'm getting at. Mm. So Call of Duty is like the masterpiece, right? I mean, they got it perfect. They've been working on it for years. It plays well, the multiplayer's solid, the campaign's always fun. It's a good package. Now, they're, what they're trying to do with this Battlefield, and it's never Battlefield's never been about a, a campaign. It's been about multiplayer. But they made this campaign, and the campaign literally feels, and I said to you, in fact, the weird thing about the campaign is it's told in this you're this soldier, you don't understand why he's being interrogated by these people and then it flash, they ask him questions and then it flashbacks to what happened and you play it. Now, that's what Black Ops did last year. The Black Ops, oh, that's right, yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops. The whole campaign was you strapped to a chair tell, there's a mysterious voice asking you shit you had to tell them and then it flashed back. And then you played through these scenarios that happened to this guy. It's it boggles my mind that they literally did the same thing. It's like how obvious do you want to be like Call of Duty, you know? So And the problem is with Battlefield is the graphics are amazing. But like Call of Duty is like a bit more arcadey. You can take several bullets before you die. It's not very realistic at all. It, but they've done that on Call of Duty because the game's more fun. Like, you don't want to stand up and die immediately, like, every single time. Well, Battlefield's got this realistic slant going where one bullet kills you, stone dead. So there's plenty of portions in the Battlefield game where you literally stand up and die, reload, stand up, die, reload. It's like a... It's too... Yeah. It's, that takes the fun away, like, because Call of Duty, you can take a few dings and then then you'll die, but, you know? So... While Battlefield 3 is amazing... But when you're killing people, sometimes you just shoot them once and they die. Call of Duty, I've seen it. Yeah, when you're shooting... If you get a headshot. Hmm. But this is literally if you get a shot anywhere, you die. get shot in the hand, you're dead. On Battlefield. Which is not... 
Right. I'm not trying to be realistic, but I don't think if it's I just not fun when somebody shoots you and you don't and you die. So the and the campaign's real. You saw the campaign. It's there's some nukes. Oh my god, America's going to get blown up by some nukes. You got to figure out who's got these nukes and then maybe stop the thing. It's really. I don't even know how to explain it. Trite. It's just like every. <laughs> it's like, oh really? There's some nukes now. In a week, Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 3 comes out. And it also has a campaign. And it's also dealing with um, terrorism on our soil, right? And that's probably going to be over the top. But something about Call of Duty. They do it differently. It's more fun. You've got love blindness. No, I just think it's more fun. I just think they are better at crafting... Like, I've always uh, compared Call of Duty's campaigns to, like, a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. They're, like, over-the-top, ridiculous. They're not grounded. They just want to throw you into all these high-action moments. They want you to fly down a mountainside on a um, skidoo and shoot people while you're doing it with no hands on the wheel. They want you to, like, all kinds of shit in Call of Duty. Crazy stuff. Battlefield doesn't kind of do that. It Battlefield has a couple of levels which I really loved. And there was one which is, like, a Top Gun. You start on an aircraft carrier, you fire off in this plane, and you have this dogfights in this plane. But you don't control the plane. Like, somebody else is flying it, you just shoot. So it's, like, really dumbed down. I'm just pressing right. the button. Like, if you've gone to all the trouble of having this awesome jet, and you can, why can't I fly it? Why do I just have to sit there and wait? And, and the guy in front will say, there's something on the left side, shoot. So you shoot it. You know, it's really... It boggles my mind that they would go to all the trouble of yeah. making this whole thing and then you just sit there and it's like a rail shooter. So Battlefield 3, the multiplayer is kind of fun. People are really good at it. It's one of those games where on day one people have been playing Battlefield 2 for 10 years or whatever it is. And they're immediately good at this so it's going to be quite hard to get into it. You're going to have to take some months yeah, of training. I don't have a good sense of humor when it comes to dying every two minutes. I learned that in Unreal Tournament and I gave up. Yep. Another game uh, I played this week on arcade is uh, on Xbox Live Arcade is Daytona USA. It's got a special place in my heart, Daytona USA. It's uh, one of the first racing games I ever played in the arcade. And it's still a bit a successful racing game in the arcade. If you go in any arcade, you will see a, a bank of Daytona USA machines. They've got the steering wheels and the cabinets move. All right. Came out in the early 90s in the arcade. Well, this is a faithful representation of the arcade machine on the 360 and it's fantastic i mean you saw it and i said to you this week this is an arc- this is a game from the 90s but it actually looks pretty good it's really vibrant very colorful runs really smooth it looks like it's from the 90s it does look from like it's from the 90s but it still plays well they've added stuff in this uh, this home port to make it have a bit more longevity because in the arcade basically you put some quarters in and race right so when you go from fours into that What's the difference in the feeling? Oh, it's completely different. I know, but I mean, better or worse, or just a whole different It's a whole different thing. It's like, Daytona's a very simple driving model. It's just... You just put your foot down and go? It's just fun. You put your you foot, your wheel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You put I would your, like that. You put your foot down, and you go around the track, right? And you dodge the other cars. It's more of a old school... It's, there's no simulation going on. It's just some crazy... And, you know, it's Daytona. It's modeled on, like, NASCAR racing... 
but in a fun way. They're, they're not ovals. There is an oval, but there's, a, yeah. there's only three tracks because it's an arcade machine. Because arcade machines, they're not deep. You're mm. supposed to walk up to an arcade machine, put a few dollars in, and then walk away. It's not like something you sit at all day. So, um, State Owner USA, 800 Microsoft points, which is about 10 bucks. I love it. The music is fantastic because they have this Japanese music where it, they sing Daytona USA in this. It's very, it's hilarious. But in this version, there's a karaoke mode where you can sing it. The words come up while you're racing, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, another thing I did on Xbox Live this week is I changed my gamer tag. I've always <clears throat> shock and horror. Well, I've always been called a Scully Live on um, Xbox 360, and the reason being is I bought the Xbox 360 on the day it came out. We came home at midnight, I plugged it in, I signed up for my gamer tag immediately, and Ace Scully had been taken, <laughs> which I find really bizarre, because like, I, well, I was immediately signed up, right? I mean, somebody else had already got it. So I could never have it, and I was sat there, and you was with me, I set the um, console up that day in 2005, and I sat there thinking, well, what can I have, uh, Ace Scully? And I just thought, well, I'm on Xbox Live, I'll call it Ace Scully Live, and then on my PS3, I'll call that... A Scully PlayStation Network or whatever if I can't get the A Scully name. So I was called A Scully Live and I have been up to this point. Now they've made it recently, they've made it so you can change your gamer tag, but you have to pay to change your gamer tag. So I came into some points and I used these points uh, and I thought, well, I'll just. Did you have sit- a distant relative die and, le- and he- you inherited of, them or what? <laughs> so I went in and I thought, I wonder if A Scully is available now. I wonder if whoever got it let it lapse or whatever. And funnily enough, it was available. So I've removed the live from the end, so I'm now a Scully, which is what I wanted originally. It was worth the money to me to have a Scully because I never really wanted a Scully live. Does that mean like, people can find you better or what? Yeah, they can find me. I'm just a Scully. I mean, no, nobody's going to type in live. Yeah. They're going to think I'm a Scully because I am that on everything, on Skype, on everything, right? So now I'm a Scully on there. So that's cool. Big announcement this week, and this is like the best announcement you could possibly have for me. Rockstar Games announced Grand Theft Auto V um, out of nowhere. In fact, I didn't even know. I go to Rockstar Games' website every few weeks just to see what's new or see if there's anything. I get wallpapers from there because they have cool wallpapers. Go to the front page, rockstargames.com. The website's not there anymore. There's just this big logo that says Grand Theft Auto V, and I was like... Is this a joke? Did somebody hack them? Because nobody's heard about this. Next thing I know, I go and look around the news sites. Literally a couple of minutes before that, they'd announced... Well, they hadn't announced anything. They'd announced that there's a logo that says Grand Theft Auto V. And then a couple of hours later, a press release came out from Rockstar. Grand Theft Auto V exists next week on November the 2nd. We will show you a trailer for Grand Theft Auto V. It's interesting that they're showing us a trailer for Grand Theft Auto V on November the 2nd, because there's nothing... There's Why? No, there's Why no can't E3. They Why do they what save they want? it? No, I'm just saying it. I don't get... I don't know what they're trying to... Because they are masters of PR. I don't know what they're trying to bust in on. It's not Call of Duty week. It's not... It was nothing. It's just... We got a month, two months now till Christmas and... No, I... We know nothing. We know it's called Grand Theft Auto V. It has a logo... That the five is a dollar, a five dollar bill. Um, the writing of a five dollar bill, the five. Um, 
It's so hilarious to me that you say that because you didn't even think of that till someone said it, and then everyone started saying it. No, if you look at it, I'm just saying though, obvious. it doesn't matter though. You don't um, even know if that means anything. It's also every game of Grand Theft Auto has been about robbing and making money. Also, the the interesting thing is the five dollar bill. Piece, the writing off the five dollar bill has been analysed by certain people, and it's actually a very specific five dollar bill, and it's a five dollar bill from 1896. Don't know if that is anything. But really? That's what you people do to keep the rumors and shit alive? Just That's the truth. That's what's... That's... I know what I'm saying, though. It's crazy. Just wait till it comes out and then fucking play it. And that's it. So, we know nothing <laughs> about we know nothing about Grand Theft Auto V. You know, interestingly crazy. enough, I thought that it wasn't even going to come out on this wave of consoles. I thought Grand Theft Auto V would be... Excuse me. A new... Um, yeah. You know, for the new consoles that are coming at the end of next year or the beginning of 2013. So, uh, it looks to me that we're getting a new Grand Theft Auto on this wave of consoles, which is exciting to me because, you know, they could have held out and like made it so it was a launch title for the other consoles. Um, we'll find out more on the November the 2nd. I don't expect to find out much. The first trailer that Rockstar usually puts out is a piece of music with some gameplay. But very little. They usually don't show you much. I just don't get it. I don't identify with this thing of the preamble to it all. Just, like... The only thing I'm worried about... There's nothing that gives me that kind of anticipation except real-life events. And even then... Right, you There's do, nothing I can do. do. I know, I'm just saying I don't get it. I don't get this. Like, why... The things that you just said... You've just planted those seeds in someone else's mind when you know nothing... You only, I said I don't know anything. I know, but I mean, you've just spread that now. Oh, the five. Oh, that's from a dollar bill. Oh, it's from 1996. But you know nothing. Like it's just all. I don't get that part of. I'll the know process. some more. Everybody will know some more on November the second, which I believe is when is that? This week. Wednesday. It's on yeah. Wednesday. So the trailer will be on their website on Wednesday. Um, I anticipate it probably coming out in like May or June next next year because that's usually when they release. Last year they released Red Dead Redemption. They usually have uh, no. Last year they re- this year they released um, L.A. Noir at that time. Last year they released Red Dead Redemption. They always have a game in that time frame, so I imagine that's when it's going to come out. Why wouldn't they put it out in time for Christmas? Oh, they they won't. It's nowhere near finished. It, How do you know? I just know the way Rockstar work. They have this very specific PR. Um, launch. They show a trailer. Three months later, they show another trailer. A couple of weeks after that, they show another trailer. Then they usually launch. So, no, it's not com- It's not coming out soon. It's going to be May or June, I would imagine. Um, I'm excited because any Grand Theft Auto game is fantastic, in my opinion. But so, isn't it torturous to wait that long? No. It's just like a movie. You forget about it. They show you a trailer for a movie that you really anticipate. Like, I, I think, oh, here's a trailer for such a movie. I'm excited, and then I forget about it, and then next thing I know, it's right, right up, yeah. it's on me. You know, so that's usually what happens with a game. And I, Grand Theft Auto is a very specific thing. I'll watch the trailers, the the very because they do good teaser trailers. Rockstar, they don't give anything away. It's kind of just like, here's a vibe of our game. It might not even show you anything. This trailer, it might be a load of black screens with music and right. some dialogue. They're very good at that. So I don't mind watching their trailers because they don't really spoil the game. But when it gets right up to the nail, it's nearly time for it to come out. I don't watch those trailers. The launch trailers, they call them. Because those really give story points away. And I, Grand Theft Auto is one game that I want to be fresh and experienced, you know. 
Um, so this week's games, Tuesday, um, GoldenEye for the 360 and the PS3 comes out. This year's James Bond game. It's become a uh, yearly thing now. GoldenEye is probably the best James Bond game. Because it, it's a previous James Bond game remade in HD. Um, Sonic Generations, which is a new Sonic game, which I'll talk about next week. And finally, the biggest game for this week is Uncharted 3 on the PS3, which is literally my favourite PS3 game. Yeah. Um, and it's the third in the third in the series. Um, looking forward to that one. A little bit of adventure. Trouble is, though, I um, stupidly, because I didn't want to pay for shipping on uh, Uncharted, and I had some gift cards. So I didn't have to pay anything for the game, because I just had some gift cards. And when I come, when I come to check out, I was, it was like, do you want shipping? It's $10. I'm like, no, I'm using gift cards. I don't want to pay anything. So I chose the free shipping. That free shipping takes 10 days, so I'm not going to get that this week. Mm. I'll get it the week after. So you'll, I, be, you'll be okay. At least I didn't have to pay for it. I mean, yeah, I've got plenty right. of games. Um, so yeah, that's all. everything for this week. And, and we're, we're really thick in the gaming season right now. It's There's literally a new game every day almost. It's crazy. So... um Lots more gaming stuff to come. So what have you got this week? What's for dinner? <laughs> What's for dinner is... Could be considered a leftover, except I made it yesterday and forgot to actually get it out and serve it to you us. Did. So it's this cold bean curried salad that I saw on YouTube. I subscribe to these ladies and they're called Show Me the Curry. And they are awesome <laughs> and I love watching them. What? Jerry Maguire. Yeah, show me the curry. And they are they have some of the best I, recipes, like young women cooking like traditional Indian food. And then they also kind of change it sometimes and modernize it, I guess, and whatnot. But this is like beans and fresh vegetables and some curry powder. And then also will be leftovers, because I made yesterday, also from show me the curry, are like stir-fried red and green peppers. And they used peanuts in there, but I got cashews. And you kind of... You kind of stir fry the ca- the the nuts in oil and like seasonings, and I use curry powder and like paprika and something else. And then you throw in the peppers and let it all cook together, just as a side dish. Just that. And what did what did you think? It's really good. Really. I'm good. afraid like the day after the nuts might have absorbed too much liquid. No, I think it'll be alright. I'm just going to heat it up and we'll see. There aren't that many nuts left. We kind of picked that, picked them out. But and then in addition, I made some whole wheat pasta and there was some. Um, I made squash. some sauce with butternut squash and almond milk, and I'm going to just heat that up, and then I'll make some fries to go with it. And I had a craving, an undeniable, undefeatable craving for chips and potato chips and dip, French onion dip, which I've already squashed. I ate mm-hmm. them already, so I'm good. You haven't eaten all of them. No, I mean, I, I got rid of my <laughs> craving by eating them for about 10 minutes, constant, nonstop, crunch, 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 crunch. The sort of the binge of the binge and purge, but without the purge. <laughs> Because, oh, no way. I don't want to waste all those calories. I worked hard for them. <laughs> All that fat and salt and oil. <sighs> so that's what's for dinner. And then, um, that's it really. Don't have a lot of things to add except the meaning of life. And when you say the meaning of life and this movie, and the idea is that when you are afraid of something in life, make sure that you are actually afraid of it. And that it's not just... Some bullshit seed planted in your mind by someone else. Like, let's say, in my job, for example. I have a very steady, very secure job. It's not going anywhere. I'm never going to get laid off. I'm never going to get fired. I can say that with 100% confidence. I have no fear of this job ever ending. 
Other people constantly have, oh, but if we do this wrong and, 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 and if we say that and, 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 and if we do this wrong, we're, we're out of here. I mean, they're going to fire us. And that it actually affects the way they do their job and their attitude at, jo- at their job makes them miserable, makes them dread it. And it's in their mind. It doesn't exist. They're afraid of it because some other schmucko came along and said, "Oh, aren't you afraid? If you if you bring that up at that meeting, you're you're gonna get fired, man. You'll be out of here." It is like Hal Jordan, absolutely. In his, in his uh, we didn't mention on Green Lantern his his other job is um I mean his job before he becomes the Green Lantern is a fighter pilot, right? Um, and he's a fighter pilot who breaks the rules and right. doesn't really care about the bureau- bureaucracy of it. Right, and that if you let a fear sneak into your mind for no reason, then it will affect how you the do your fear job. Being his and in life, there are things to be afraid of. Don't get me wrong. If you work for a small company and they're on hard times, then yeah, obviously you you should be afraid of possibly. But why be afraid? Plan, make some make some plans if you can, and be prepared. But don't be afraid of it, and don't let that fear of anything like. When I met you and was going to go meet you with a stranger from the internet, uh, I wasn't af- it didn't even occur to me to be afraid. And yet people around me were afraid for me. Right. And tried to put in my mind how you should never, this is a total stranger and you should never meet somebody you met on the internet. Uh, well, that could have changed. I could have affected my whole life. I could have taken that on board and been afraid of you. And then this would never have happened. So oh. uh, I don't want that. I just think, you know... If someone's coming at you with a knife, be afraid. If you're sitting at your desk comfortably at your job and someone starts bitching and moaning about how they're afraid that you're all going to get fired, just blow them off. Like, don't let it crawl into your mind. It's it's bullshit. That's it. All right, so thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live. Don't forget I'm Aschoolie on Xbox Live, not Aschoolie Live. Um, and you're Sidtalk. Yeah, like I'm ever on there. I, I see you all the time because you're on my friends list, so I see your little face, you know? My little face. Um, so, uh, yep, you can catch us on all those sites. You can also catch us on YouTube. Funnily enough, on YouTube this week, I got... Um, I don't do videos on YouTube at all. You have two of the most... Ridiculous. Insane, ridiculous It was just, I, had a, I bought a webcam. You need to go to uh, YouTube and look up Ace Scully, and you will find his two videos. I'm Ace Scully Com. Ace Scully Com. See, you need to be Couldn't able to... get Ace Scully. Um, but anyway, I've got two... I, I bought a webcam, uh, and it has some <laughs> funny software, and I made some funny videos, and it had a button saying upload them to YouTube, so I did. And they've been up there for years, and they've got thousands and thousands of hits. And uh, this week, YouTube said to me, uh, do you want to be a partner? And I'm like, uh, yes. I just pressed the button, yes. And now those two videos are monetized. So go and watch those. Ugh, what are you, just a sucker for the man? Go and watch those shitty videos and give me one, one cent. No, God, no, no, no. No, I mean, you're literally getting now nothing. Now I'm going to say don't go see him. What I'm saying is the monetizing on YouTube, you literally get nothing unless... Then why do it? Why say yes then? Well, might as well. Why? Just leave I it have off. an AdSense account. I, I don't want ads on my dollars. things. I don't care. I have a job. I don't need AdSense. I, I have an AdSense account, so it just adds to that. But, I, you know, I'll get nothing. I mean, it, <laughs> um, I'm just saying it's weird that they chose me to be a partner when I don't even use YouTube. So. Um, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. I was going to, I was on the subject of YouTube. <clears throat> I've never really had the desire to make videos. I do, and I'm too lazy. 
I could make really good ones and I'm too lazy. I have some. I have one of me drawing really close up that you has got some groovy music in the background and you can watch me in fast motion like draw one yeah. of my things. I don't do tradition. I don't draw pictures of Michael Jackson or anything. It's just my own pictures of Michael Jackson. Oh god, so many people mm. video themselves drawing Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. I would never whoever of famous people, it. Madonna, just Marilyn Monroe. It's like, really? Do we not have enough photographs of those people? I do watch a guy who draws um, video game characters in that fast motion mm. and he's he's pretty good. I like watching him. He just doesn't trace them or anything. He just draws them straight. I think that the subject matter has to be interesting to me. To, to me, yeah. Well, obviously I like watching video games. Yeah, but those are just drawings of things that already exist. I like things that don't exist. He's good, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or just go to the site, aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You can use any device, press listen to it on the page even. Use a tablet, use a PC, use a Mac. Just th- if you think hard enough, maybe it'll just stream into your mind. We're working on that <laughs> technology. And you can email feedback to me, ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sitok. She really does not like you very much. Um, and. Lies, lies. Stay classy. <laughs> stay, stay classy, Mr. Fake Jason Lee from this movie. He's still a fake Jason Lee to me. Why couldn't they get Jason Lee to do this movie? Why would they? He would be cool. He's not old. As, is he old? He's too old. That's for them, not for us. Why would they? Though. There are lots of other actors. Why would you think Jason Lee could be Greenland? All right. Why not Samuel Jackson? Yes. <laughs> How about Seth Rogen or that other schmucky kid that you Seth like? Seth Rogen's already been in the Greenland. Or that movie. other dick. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Oh, God. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, somebody's going to do it for you. Happy Halloween. Woo!